You got a little preview tonight, didn't you? Trump again? What? Fauci? Arrested? Hmm. And defending women. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Hi. <sighs> it is Wednesday? Already? That's not bad. This week's pumping along okay. And we got lots coming up for you. All those stories and more on the show tonight is, is a busy, busy night because it's been a crazy, busy news day across the planet. Right now, though, let's get you updated on our favorite little Fidao friend. That would be Miko and the Miko update. She's doing great. Had a, a good day today. A couple of good walks. A couple of good poops. I know, but apparently pooping is a thing with her. And uh, uh, look at that face. Look at that face. She doesn't wear that color anymore. This is an old shot. But um, it's got her name on it. We do have a little IC, a little identification card for her that she wears on her vest when we go for walks. But uh, yeah, she's doing great. (laughs) Ah, man, she's eating me out of house and home. But at least she's eating. So there's that. Our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox.com slash Miko is the link to use. That will get you a free month of BarkBox, which is a box of goodies for your dog. And you know your dog deserves something special. It's worth every penny. Two treats, two toys, and an all-natural dog chew included in the box. Every month is a new theme delivered right for your door. And if you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a month free when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Also in our show notes where you'll find that link, underneath it is a special limited time offer link. If you're a fan of The Simpsons, you can get a limited edition Simpsons BarkBox. Check it out. The link is in our show notes. It's a lot of fun too. BarkBox, your dog will love it. A 100% happiness guarantee. All right, let's just jump right into it as uh, their latest distraction, of course. Look, you know, nobody's that stupid. Nobody is that stupid. The communist Democrats have gone full police state. We are in the middle of it. And John Solomon's uh, site, Just the News, is our first link tonight because I think this story pretty much sums up everything has that's uh, going on in today's news in ways they're trying to distract you uh, from all the other things going on with the Biden crime family. Oh, by the way, did you see Bidenflation has now dropped us from a, uh, what is it, from a AAA to a AA plus rating? Hmm, very helpful. Uh, Trump's second federal indictment on four counts. Uh, former President Trump, on Tuesday, indicted as part of a special counsel, the communist leader Jack Smith, who ought to be uh, set up on charges himself, a federal grand jury probe into his efforts to challenge the 2020 election uh, results and the former president's role in the subsequent January 6, 2021 Capitol riot, if you want to call it that. Smith charged Trump with four counts, including conspiracy to defraud, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. The indictment says Trump, for more than two months following Election Day on November 3rd, 
spread lies that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually run, uh, won. Well, you know, that actually kind of sounds like uh, what happened, you know? D.C. Drano on Twitter summed up everything perfectly. President Trump, uh, Trump indicted on four counts, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., obstruct an official proceeding, attempt to obstruct official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. It is very important to note he was not charged with seditious conspiracy or insurrection. Those two charges, if convicted by a leftist D.C. jury and this idiot former Hunter legal firm uh, fellow employee judge they've appointed, that would prohibit, prohibit uh, Trump from running in 2024. But it didn't happen. These charges are desperate acts from a desperate regime trying to do everything they can to stop the man that will ultimately hold them accountable in 2025. And you know it. And there is nothing that is going to change our MAGA minds. I'll vote for him if I have to write his damn name on the ballot. I still vote for him. They're just... And you know, the thing is, I know y'all ain't that stupid. Even the Democrats. Okay, maybe some of you are that stupid. But for the most part, you're not that stupid. You have to see what's going on. And what, you just don't care that our country is... You know, as General Mike Flynn said, it's not on standing on the edge of the preface. We've jumped. We've jumped. And now we got to either hope for a parachute or a soft landing spot somewhere. One fellow who does not deserve a soft landing spot is Anthony Fauci. Criminal murdering son of a... Well, Rand Paul, thank goodness. Some people love Rand Paul. Some people can't stand Rand Paul. But I'll tell you what, you keep doing this, Mr. Paul. You got my support. He has made a criminal referral for Fauci for lying to Congress. Look, I know he's done far worse than that. But if that's what we can get him in jail on in prison, I'm all for it. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul announced an official criminal referral to the Justice Department regarding the former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, NIAID, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He cited a newly revealed February 2020 email in which Fauci described a phone call with Jeremy Farrar, British medical researcher, who at the time was the director of the Wellcome Trust. In the email, which has been shared by Real Clear Politics, White House reporter Philip Wegman Fauci discussed with other highly credible scientists that the fact upon viewing the sequences of several isolates of the N-Cove there were mutations in the virus that would be most unusual to have evolved naturally in the bats and that there was a suspicion that this was mutation with intentionality inserted. Rand Paul, 
Do you still claim NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Fauci, I've never lied to Congress. Making animal viruses more transmissible isn't gain-of-function, he said. <laughs> Senator Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Fauci wrote in the email, the suspicion was heightened by the fact that the scientists in Wuhan are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adopting to human infection and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. There are more details in this article. Like I said, if the charge has to be instead of mass murder, something along the lines of lying to Congress, so be it. Just put the man in an orange jumpsuit and throw him away for the rest of his damned life. Would you like to change your race? You think you can? There are a group of people out there who think you can change your race, and in a very weird way. I will tell you about that coming up. Right now, I want to tell you about the most incredible coffee you have ever tasted. Well, you haven't tasted it yet, but what are you waiting for? You're tired of the same old monotonous garbage liberal brands where the coffee tastes like crap. I got a double bonus for you. Number one, this company supports our country. 100% and all that it stands for. Second, it's just simply some damn good coffee. I've been a coffee drinker all my life. Nothing, nothing compares to blackout coffee. And uh, absolutely delicious, bold coffee flavor. Blackout Coffee is 100% committed to conservative values and great coffee. They support our troops. They support our first responders, too. And yes, there's even a Dan Bongino blend. Sourcing the beans, the roasting process, customer support, shipping. They've got incredible work ethic at Blackout Coffee. And they are dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on quality and taste. And I cannot recommend this coffee enough. It is phenomenal. Going to ask you for a favor. Just check them out. Check them out. Give them the old one, too. I know you'll be back. You will love this stuff. It's at the link in our show notes. Right at the top of our show notes is the link for Blackout Coffee. And you use that link or a coupon code J20, J-A-Y-20, and that will get you a 20% discount off your first order. Big savings, nothing to lose, and I absolutely know you are going to love it. Ditch those other guys that don't care about you or our American values. The link in our show notes, coupon code J20 at checkout for 20% savings off your first order. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. We are very proud to have you as a part of this show and as a sponsor on our show. All right, don't forget that code J20 at checkout. You ready? Can you change your race? <laughs> Inside the online world of people who think they can change their race, practitioners of race change to another, RCTA, apparently it's a thing. They purport to be able to manifest 
here we go, physical changes in their appearance and even their genetics to truly become another race. These people are freaks. They never stop. Uh, since before she hit double digits, Alisa, 15 years old, said she has felt a special connection with Japan. The high school student who asked to be anonymous for fear of being doxxed online, how about for fear of being embarrassed because you're making an ass out of yourself? She was born in Ukraine. She lives currently in Maryland. But she now goes by the Japanese name of Miyuki and listens to subliminals that promise she will wake up and be Japanese. Stay with me. It gets weirder. So far, she believes that by listening to YouTube videos with lo-fi music and photos of East Asian facial features while she sleeps, her vision will be cleared. Her eyelids have become smaller and her hair just a bit darker. Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so, nee, 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 nee. Remember that song? If you remember that song, you are very old. This is something they call RCTA, race change to another. They say they can manifest physical changes. It's just the same people who believe you can cut your nuts off and be a girl. Experts underscore that it is simply impossible to change your race. Well, thank you very much, Captain Obvious. It's just a belief, said James Cohen, assistant professor of cultural and media studies at Queens College City in New York. It doesn't ever really work because it's not doing anything but they've convinced themselves that it works because there's other people who've convinced themselves that it works. So, tired of being black or white or Latino or Asian? It's okay, just watch a few YouTube videos and you'll wake up the next morning and be completely something else. I don't know what. I assume there's a menu. What race would you like to be today? Oh, we've gone off. We have really crossed the Rubicon. We, we have, we've gone off the deep, deep, deep end. Oh, my God. All right. So the economy is in uh, collapse. China is knocking on our door and not in a nice way. We are looking, uh, staring potentially World War III in the face. And while all of this is going on very quietly, bet you didn't hear about this one, the Biden administration is sneaking around behind the scenes using gun control bills to block funding in American schools for archery, and hunting courses. I'm not kidding. There is a link in our show notes. It's from the Post Millennial. And like I said, 
Nobody pays attention to this story because they're too busy worrying about Trump's indictments and Hunter's laptop. Unbelievable. Students should not be pawns in Joe Biden's misguided crusade against American sportsmen. It's been revealed that the Biden administration is refusing to provide funds for hunting and archery courses, which are normally offered at elementary and secondary schools across the nation, teaching kids how to safely get involved in the sports of hunting and archery. The federal government claimed it was simply abiding by the recently passed Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which amended the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 65 and added the use and training of dangerous weapons to the list of activities and programs ineligible for funding. There you go. A little end around happening there. Defunding the school hunting and archery programs. You read that right. Wisconsin students should not be pawns in Joe Biden's misguided crusade against American sportsmen. They're doing it anyway. Right under your nose. Fight back. Use that link in our show notes. Get a hold of your representative. Let them know how you feel. Let them know you're not putting up with this crap. (sighs) Remember I said yesterday, and I say often on this show when I find stories about little bites, I always try and share them. We're not going to win this in some giant war. It's going to be a battle, a series of battles. And we're going to win this taking little bites at a time, not biting off more than we can chew little bites. One person standing up. Remember the video from the New York concert where that one guy is dancing? He's not the most important one. It's the second guy who gets up and dances with him and doesn't care. And then the third and the fourth and the tenth and the twentieth. And pretty soon the whole concert is up dancing. Not because of the first guy who in the beginning people were laughing at, but because of the second guy who stood up and said it's okay to be goofy and dance funny and lay it all out there. Oklahoma has banned males from women's locker rooms and bathrooms. Yes! Today we take another step to preserve the integrity of women's spaces and opportunities. Women, I don't know why you're not the loudest voice in this fight. You are the ones who are ultimately losing. We're making sure women's spaces are safe for women. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a Women's Bill of Rights into law. The executive order defines sex in state law as the gender a person is born with. It protects women's bathrooms, sport, female inmates, from male intrusion. If you were born a male, I don't care if you think you're a duck. The state considers you a male. 
And you are not getting into a women's prison. You are not getting into a women's sports team. You are not getting into a woman's bathroom. Good on you, Governor Stitt from Oklahoma. Whole article's in our show notes. Be sure you check it out and read it tonight. All the details of that bill and more are right there for you. Just like I said, little bites, little bits at a time, and we will win this thing. Here's another little bite. Actually, this is a pretty big bite. A judge has reversed the health system's decision to fire worker over COVID vaccine and orders back pay. Oh, yes. A judge has reversed the decision from the University of Virginia's health system to fire a woman after she chose not to take the COVID vaccine, and applied for a religious exemption. Virginia District Judge Claude Worrell ruled last week the UVA health system had wrongfully terminated Casey McCoy, a cytotechnologist, for more than 10 years, according to court documents, because uh, UVA acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner this court reverses their decision to fire plaintiff for failing to be vaccinated from COVID-19. They are hereby rejoined from preventing her employment on the basis of vaccination as long as she continues to qualify for a religious com accommodation properly applied. The judge ruled and also said McCoy should be given back pay with interest from the time she was fired till the time of his decision. Little bites, folks. Little bites. We will get there. Sooner or later, we'll get there. Ah, yeah, boy, see? I'm just loaded up with good news stories tonight. I told you. Insane. All right, what else we got? Oh, Australia, you don't uh, you don't get off the hook so easy. This is not good news. In fact, this is really crappy news. You know, New Zealand, Australia, one of the two places that really went full-on Nazi during this whole pandemic thing. And it's not getting any better. They didn't learn their lesson. And for whatever reason, New Zealanders and Australians are not fighting back. I don't know. Because I know folks from New Zealand, and I know folks from Australia, and I know you guys got big cojones. Why aren't you standing up and fighting against this tyranny, this communist crap? Let's take a look at this headline. Australian draconian misinformation bill threatens to usher in un- Unprecedented liberal double standards warn the Victorian Bar pushback against the massive threat to free speech. The Australian government's tyrannical communications legislation amendment, Bill 2023, facing formidable resistance from the Victorian Bar. It's sounding the alarm over a grave assault on freedom of speech speech and freedom of expression. This Orwellian legislation, pushed by the communication minister since January, 
looks to arm the Australian Communications and Media Authority with oppressive powers to tackle online misinformation and disinformation. Well, what they consider it to be. uh, This is a quote. Its draconian provisions include a mandate for the ACMA to hawkishly monitor progress in stifling online misinformation on various digital platforms, enforcing industry standards designed to muffle free speech under the guise of fighting disinformation. They have voiced serious objections to this bill in a recent deposition to the Law Council of Australia. Their argument is the bill woefully neglects to respect the sanctity of free expression and associated privacy rights. Australia, I don't know how you guys get a hold of your representatives down there, your ministers, whatever it is, but you need to find out. You need to let them know that you violently oppose, not with violence. You violently oppose this amendment, this law, bill. It's just beyond the pale. And one more before we almost close things out of this part of the show. Remember I just talked about archery and hunting being snuck into that bill to get rid of the funding? Well, there's another one. This week, we talked about this when it was first out there. Well, it snuck up on us and here it is. You like your screw-in light bulbs? Some of the older, a lot of the older homes, which is a lot of homes in America. That's the only kind of light bulbs they accept. The old incandescent lights. Well, guess what? This is the week. As of right now, you will not be replacing those light bulbs anymore. Take a look. From the Daily Wire. Thanks, Joe. Incandescent light bulb ban goes into effect this week. It's often said that Biden's lights are on but nobody's home. Well, starting this week, the American people can be sure that those lights, if they are on at all, will be LEDs. Look, I'm a big fan. I love LED lights, but there are plenty of people who still have screw-in socket incandescent light bulbs. You're going to pay to have all those outlets replaced? A ban on incandescent light bulbs goes into effect this week. Back in April 2022, Biden's Department of Energy implemented a new cost-saving and energy efficiency rule supposedly to combat uh, the hoax of climate change and save money for the American people. Yeah, you're going to be saving a ton when you have to replace all your light sockets. That'll save you a bunch, won't it? Oh, yeah. Have you tried pricing an electrician by the hour these days? (laughs) Good luck with that. It starts today. Well, uh, yesterday, actually. Tuesday. Illegal to sell Thomas Edison-style light bulbs in every state across America. 
So as of right now, if you didn't prepare, you better pray those light bulbs you have last for a very long time because it is now illegal to sell them. That bulb goes out, you are, pun intended, screwed. Thanks, Joe. That's very nice. Appreciate it. That's thinking ahead. I'm sure you're going to be saving a bunch of Americans a ton of money. Idiot. Okay, one more from Breitbart. It's a funny story. And I can kind of... I don't know. I'm not sure how to react because of the pictures. There is a rumor going around the internet that at a Chinese zoo, the bear in the bear enclosure is not a bear. It's a guy in a costume. Take a look at this picture. What do you think? Is that a guy in a con? Look at that. Hang on, let me get my mouse back. Here we go. You see that? Look at the way this is wrinkled. See that? I don't know. Oh, this is Chinese writing across the picture, so this is not part of it. Now, Video taken at the Hangzhou Zoo in eastern China has people wondering if the bear, pictured standing looking at zoo patrons, is actually a person in a costume. Because if you look at it, yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's a Malayan sun bear from right here in Malaysia. It stood up on its legs, its hind legs, at the Chinese zoo in Zhejiang, and appeared almost as if it were a person wearing a rather poorly fitting pant costume, according to NBC News. Well, some people think I stand like a human, and it seems you don't understand that much, the Hangzhou Zoo wrote on its official social media account from the perspective of the bear. Previously, some tourists thought I was too tiny to be a bear. I have to emphasize again, I am a Malayan sun bear, not a black bear, not a dog, a sun bear. A wildlife biologist, Wong Zute, and founder of the Bornean Sun Bear Conservation Center here in Malaysia, uh, said it was a sun bear for sure. And he added that sun bears can be very human-like they will stand up on their hind feet and they will even walk around that way. I did not know this and I've lived here over 20 years now. But you know what? I've never seen a sun bear. They're not in the wild anymore that I'm aware of, at least not in this part. But yeah, you know what? If you look at that picture, I can see how people might say, mm, it's a guy in a suit. It's not. <laughs> That's actually a sun bear. <laughs> Oh, man. The link to that story is also in our show notes tonight. All right, let's move right on to it. We read books on this show. We've been doing that from the very beginning, 420-something shows ago. And uh, we've done mostly children's classic literature, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince. Uh, but right now, we've switched gears a bit, and we're doing George Orwell's 1984, which has been fascinating. I do not read ahead. I have never read Orwell's 1984, I'm ashamed to say. I do know the book. I know all the quotes from the book. In fact, we just ended up last night on one of the all-time best-known quotes from this book. 
Um, so I'm discovering it with you guys. I hope you're enjoying it. I am. It's amazing how uh, foretelling Orwell can be with his writing to the times we live in today. So here we go, continuing on with George Orwell's 1984. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stomping on a human face forever. He paused as though he expected Winston to speak. Winston had tried to shrink back into the surface of the bed again. He could not say anything. His heart seemed to be frozen. And O'Brien went on. And remember that it is forever. The face will always be there to be stomped upon. The heretic, the enemy of society, will always be there so that he can be defeated and humiliated over again. Everything that you've undergone since you've been in our hands, all that will continue. And worse, the espionage, the betrayals, the arrests, the tortures, the executions, the disappearances will never cease. It'll be a world of terror as much as a world of triumph. The more the party is powerful, the less it will be tolerant. The weaker the opposition, the tighter the despotism. Goldstein and his heresies will live forever. Every day, at every moment, they will be defeated, discredited, ridiculed, spat upon, and yet they will always survive. This drama that I've played out with you during seven years will be played out over and over again, generation after generation, always in subtler forms. Always we have the heretic here at our mercy, screaming with pain, broken up, contemptible, and in the end, utterly penitent, saved from himself, crawling to our feet of his own accord. This is the world we are preparing, Winston, a world of victory after victory, triumph after triumph after triumph, an endless pressing, pressing, pressing upon the nerve of power. You are beginning, I can see, to realize what the world will be like. But in the end, you will do more than understand it. You will accept it, welcome it, become part of it. Winston had recovered himself sufficiently to speak. You can't, he said weakly. What do you mean by that remark, Winston? You could not create such a world as you've just described. It's a dream. It's impossible. Why? It's impossible to found a civilization on fear, hatred, cruelty. It would never endure. Why not? It, it would have no vitality. It would disintegrate. It would commit suicide. Nonsense. You're under the impression that hatred is more exhausting than love. Why should it be? And if it were, what difference would that make? Suppose that we choose to wear ourselves out faster. 
Suppose we quicken the tempo of human life till men are senile at thirty. Still, what difference would it make? Can you not understand that the death of the individual is not death? The party is immortal. As usual, the voice had battered Winston into helplessness. Moreover, he was in dread that if he persisted in his disagreement, O'Brien would twist the dial again. And yet, he could not keep silent. Feebly, without arguments, with nothing to support him except his inarticulate horror of what O'Brien had said, he returned to the attack. I don't know. I don't care. Somehow you will fail. Something will defeat you. Life will defeat you. We control life, Winston, at its all levels. You're imagining there's something called human nature, which will be outraged by what we do and will turn against us. But we create human nature. Men are infinitely malleable. Perhaps you've returned to your old idea that the proletarians or the slaves will arise and overthrow us. Put it out of your mind. They are helpless, like the animals. Humanity is the party. The others are outside, irrelevant. I don't care. In the end, they will beat you. Sooner or later, they'll see you for what you are, and then they will tear you to pieces. Do you see any evidence of this happening? Or any reason why it should? No, I, I believe it. I know that you will fail. There is something in the universe, I, I don't know, some spirit, some principle, that you will never overcome. Do you believe in God, Winston? No. Then what is it, this principle that will defeat us? I, I don't know. The, the spirit of man. And do you consider yourself a man? Yes. If you are a man, Winston, you are the last man. Your kind is extinct. We are the inheritors. Do you understand that you are alone? You are outside history? You are non-existent? His manner changed, and he said more harshly, And are you cons and you consider yourself morally superior to us with our lies and our cruelty? Yes, I, I consider myself superior. O'Brien did not speak. Two other voices were speaking. After a moment, rec Winston recognized one of them as his own. It was a soundtrack of the conversation he had had with O'Brien on the night he had enrolled himself in the Brotherhood. He heard himself promising to lie, to steal, to forge, to murder, to encourage drug-taking and prostitution, to disseminate venereal disease, to throw viatrol in 
Archgild's face, O'Brien made a small, impatient gesture, as though to say that the demonstration was hardly worth making. And then he turned a switch, and the voices stopped. Get up from that bed, he said. The bonds had loosened themselves. Winston lowered himself to the floor and stood up unsteadily. You are the last man, said O'Brien. You are the guardian of the human spirit. You shall see yourself as you are. Take off your clothes. Winston undid the bit of string that held his overalls together. The zip fastener had long since been wrenched out of them. He couldn't remember whether at any time since its arrest he'd been taken off all his clothes at one time. Beneath the overalls, his body was looped with filthy yellow rags, just recognizable as the remnants of underclothes. As he slid them to the ground, he saw there was a three-sided mirror at the far end of the room. He approached it, then stopped short. An involuntary cry had broken out of him. Go on, said O'Brien. Stand between the wings of the mirror. You shall see the side view as well. He had stopped because he was frightened. A bowed, gray-colored, skeleton-like thing was coming towards him. Its actual appearance was frightening, not merely the fact he knew it to be himself. He moved closer to the glass. The creature's face seemed to be protruded because of its bent carriage. A forlorn jailbird's face with a knobby forehead running back into a bald scalp. A crooked nose, a battered-looking cheekbones above which his eyes were fierce and watchful. The cheeks were seamed, the mouth had drawn back in look. Certainly it was his own face, but it seemed to him it had changed more than he had changed inside. The emotions it registered would be different from the ones he felt. He'd gone partially bald. For the first moment he'd thought that he'd gone gray as well. But it was only the scalp that was gray, except for the hands, a circle of his face. His body was gray all over ancient, ingrained dirt. Here and there, under the dirt, were the red scars of wounds, and near the ankle, the varicose nicer, ulcer was an inflamed mass with flakes of skin peeling off of it. But the truly frightening thing was the emancipation of his body. The barrel of the ribs was as narrow as that of a skeleton. The legs had shrunk so the knees were thicker than the thighs. He saw now what O'Brien had meant about seeing the side view. The curvature of the spine was astonishing. The thin shoulders were hunched forward so as to make a cavity of the chest. Scraggly neck seemed to be bent double under the weight of the skull. At a guess, he would have said that it was the body of a man of sixty, suffering from some malignant disease. 
"'You've thought sometimes,' said O'Brien, "'that my face, the face of a member of the inner party, "'looks old and worn. "'What do you think of your own face?' "'He seized Winston's shoulders and spun him around so he was facing him. "'Look at the condition you're in,' he said. "'Look at this filthy grime all over your body.' Look at the dirt between your toes. Look at that disgusting running sore on your leg. Do you know that you stink like a goat? Probably you've ceased to notice it. Look at your emancipation. Do you see? I can make my thumb and forefinger meet round your bicep. I could snap your neck like a carrot. Do you know you've lost twenty-five kilograms since you've been in our hands? Even your hair is coming out in handfuls. Look! He plucked at Winston's head and brought away a tuft of hair. Open your mouth. Nine, ten, eleven teeth left. How many had you when you came to us? And the few you have left... Are dropping out of your head. Look here. He seized one of Winston's remaining front teeth between his powerful thumb and forefinger. A twinge of pain shot through Winston's jaw. O'Brien had wrenched the tooth loose out by the roots, tossed it across the cell. You're rotting away, he said. You are falling to pieces. What are you? A bag of filth? Now turn around, look in that mirror again. Do you see that thing facing you? That is the last man. If you are human, that is humanity. Now, put on your clothes again. Zoinkies. <laughs> Almost hate to stop there, but we have to. All right, we're going to uh, continue on with this tomorrow night. I can't wait. This is, wow. We're getting towards the end of the book, by the way. There's not too much more to go, but uh, yeah. George Orwell's 1984. All right, thanks so much. Hey, all of our great sponsors are in our show notes tonight. You can get yourself some great deals, including Blackout Coffee, of course. Check them out. And uh, all the other links are down there in our show notes. All kinds of great information for you there. And I will see you again tomorrow. Good night. Snort. <laughs>